Setting goals and having a plan doesn't guarantee that you'll succeed. Making consistent progress every day requires discipline to show up, focus, and work your plan. However, that isn't always easy. The good news is that you can stack the deck in your favor by building good habits. So join us today as we share why habits matter so much, how to consciously create them, and steps you can take to ensure they stick. Hey, you, you're listening to the Messy Desk Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to achieve more without the overwhelm and drama, because although business and life get messy, that doesn't mean things have to be hard. Join us as we help you cope with the chaos and banish your barriers so that you can move forward in your entrepreneurial journey. I'm Megan Monahan, And I'm Teresa Safali. Let's get on with it. Hey you, welcome to episode 45 of the Messy Desk Podcast. I'm Teresa Safali, your productivity coach. And I'm Megan Monahan, your content marketing coach. Did you know that we human beings spend a lot of our waking hours on autopilot? That's not surprising to me at all. <laughs> but can you guess how much time? Hmm, I'd say maybe about a third of our day. Oh, you're so close. A study conducted by Duke University found that you spend about half of your awake hours performing automated behaviors. Wow, half? It's no wonder days fly by so quickly then. Right? And those automated behaviors are habits that you formed. And that's all a habit is. It's a behavior you perform regularly that, at least most of the time, is done subconsciously. And you know, some of those habits are good ones, like brushing your teeth before bed or drinking water throughout the day. But some of them are bad, like hitting the snooze button on your alarm 10 times or checking your social media every hour. Uh-huh. The habits you've developed have consequences. Good or bad, habits matter, period. Your habits are fundamental to who you are and what you want to achieve. If you're not making the progress you want, the first place to start is with you and your habits. There is no external tool or person who is going to make a difference for you. And while I'm at it, there's no magic pill either. Darn All, it. No. <laughs> All changes begin with you. So if you want better results, create better habits. You may not realize this, but your habits significantly affect how you think, act, and feel. Your habits influence your behavior, and your behavior affects how you work and your productivity. That's right. While there is a process for consciously creating good habits, a lot of this work is mindset. We're going to dive into some simple mindset hacks you can use to develop better habits in just a bit, but I thought we'd start by reviewing the anatomy of a habit. I think that's a good place to begin. Great. In episode 23, we dove deep into how to build good habits as shared by James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits. Love that book. If you've not yet heard that episode, I recommend that you go back and listen to it. The first thing that's important to understand is the anatomy of a habit loop. All habit loops follow this four-step process. This is exactly how you create them. First is the cue. That's the trigger to initiate an action. Second is the craving. That's the motivation or desire to perform the action. So three 
is the response. And that's the actual habit you perform. And four, and finally, is the reward, which satisfies your craving. Every automatic behavior you perform is a habit loop. I'm guessing that most people don't think about how habits start or how they work. It really requires stepping back for a minute to analyze your habits. Yes, it does. But first, it's important to be aware of the habits you have, right? Because they're automatic. We're not really thinking about them. True. Then, then you can analyze them and determine if they serve your needs. And getting back to habit loops, here's an example of one in action. Your alarm goes off. That's the cue. You want to stay in your warm bed. That's the craving. So you hit the snooze button. That's the response or the habit that you formed. And you get to stay toasty and cozy in your bed. And that's the reward. Now, here's another. Your alarm goes off. Still the cue. You're excited to have another productive day. That's the craving. So you get up right away and start your morning ritual, which is the response. And then you knock out a lead magnet that you've been putting off in only two hours. And that's the reward. In these examples, the cue is exactly the same. However, two very different habits were formed. So why does it matter? Well, I want you to think about which habit would support the success of a business coach who wishes to pivot from one-on-one coaching to digital course creation. Of course, it's the second habit of getting up right at your alarm and jumping excitedly into your day. Your habits influence your performance. It's amazing how habits affect attitude and performance. So the business coach who is serious about changing her model to digital courses would not be hitting the snooze button and getting a late start to her day. Exactly. A late start gets you off on the wrong foot. That leads to other bad habits and to negative self-talk and limiting beliefs, which doesn't foster a positive attitude. And you know, you just can't be successful when you have a negative mindset. That is so true. When you create a good habit, that leads to another good habit and another. You see the pattern? So build good habits that will support your success. If you want to consciously build good habits, you need a process. The mechanics of habit formation is simple. I use the method that James Clear outlines in Atomic Habits. I love the simplicity of his method and how it correlates to the habit loop. James breaks down the four laws of behavioral change this way. Number one, make it obvious. That's the cue. Number two, make it attractive. That's the craving. Number three, make it easy. That's the response. And number four, make it satisfying. That's the reward. Okay, so Teresa, will you apply each of these laws to that second habit loop example from earlier? I think that will clarify better how this method works. Sure can. So your alarm goes off. The sound of the alarm is the obvious cue that it's time to get up, right? So you're excited to have another productive day. The craving is actually for the reward of having accomplished something that matters, like your lead magnet. You get up right away and start your morning routine. Your response to the cue aligns with the anticipation of the reward, which is something simple to do, 
like just getting up. You knock out that lead magnet you've been putting off in two hours. The reward is the feeling of satisfaction or pride at having accomplished a big piece of your email funnel. You see, It's not complicated to create effective habits. The tricky part of habit formation is getting them to stick. Mm, Okay. I can see that. Of course, automating your habits so you act without thinking about it takes practice. In the beginning, it's a lot of conscious effort, but your consistent effort will pay off. So be patient with yourself. Patience is necessary for sure but you also need the right mindset to create effective habits. What you think about will directly affect the process. In other words, you need more than the mechanics, which I think leads nicely into the next segment. Wouldn't you say, Teresa? I would. You know, mindset matters. And mindset matters a lot to creating effective habits. So what's first? You first need to be aware of who you are becoming. Only then can you begin to create the right habits. Look at your goals. What do you want to accomplish? Where is your business headed? And then how does that person behave? Once you know that, you can look at your current behavior and ask yourself if it aligns with who you are becoming. So let me get this right. If you're a business coach looking to move from client work to digital products, you should first envision how a digital product creator behaves and then create your habits to support that. Exactly. One thing you can do to support yourself is create a mantra to foster a positive vision of your successful self. Then hang it up where you can see it every day and say it out loud often. Vision is so important. You become what you most think about. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So put a positive mantra to work for your mind. What's next? Okay. Tomorrow I'll be different. Have you ever said that to yourself? I have. And so have I. (laughs) When I was a struggling workaholic, I'd say that out loud in a sleep-deprived, stressed-out funk. And the kicker is I really thought that the next day I would get up and I'd behave like the badass I knew I could be. (laughs) Of course, it wouldn't surprise you to know that I failed miserably. You can't create effective habits overnight. It takes time, fortitude, patience, and it also requires starting small. This is actually an overarching theme in our podcast episodes. When you bite off more than you can chew, you're destined to fall flat on your face. Why do that to yourself? Yeah, that's where the patience part comes in. If you're a snooze button puncher, (laughs) pick one thing to change first, and it could be something very small, and usually it is. For example, if you press snooze five times, your first step may be to only hit the snooze button three times. Is that what you mean? Well, That could be one way to approach it. Or perhaps your inability to get up in the morning is related to what you do the night before. So maybe you begin by working on an earlier bedtime. Whatever it is, it's a really highly personalized process. But the most important thing you need to do is be honest with yourself. No one knows you better than you. And if you can't be honest with yourself, what hope do you have to create effective habits or any effective change for that matter? I agree that it's important to be honest with yourself. 
But looking at your own shortcomings and flaws can be really hard to do. Yes, but only if you think about them as shortcomings and flaws. There's always a way to reframe. Those are just limiting beliefs. So instead, tell yourself, I'm identifying and changing behaviors that no longer serve me. That makes sense. So if I know that I'm just going to keep hitting the snooze button, then I should move my phone or clock to the other side of the bedroom. That will improve my chances of modifying my behavior and my habit, right? Now you've got it. Okay, what else you got? One way to reduce resistance to building good habits and increase the chance of your success is to build off of existing good habits. Does that make sense? Yes, I am so glad you said that. I was thinking that maybe our listeners were thinking that they only had bad habits. (laughs) Of course you have good habits. Absolutely, right. Putting multiple habits together to form a routine is called habit stacking. And it's a good thing to do. Now, I know that I'm kind of obsessing about sleep in this episode for some reason. (laughs) Maybe it was because sleep was one of the most critical things I fixed in my own success journey. So I know the effect that good sleep has on other parts of my life, but I'm digressing here. When I focused on fixing my sleep, I didn't create an elaborate nighttime routine right away. Instead, I looked at my current behavior and I honed in on one good habit that I already formed. That habit is reading a physical book for 15 to 20 minutes before bed. But that's a great habit. What's wrong with it? Nothing. Everything else I was doing, however, was a problem, especially around bedtime. I wanted to clear out my creative brain before I went to sleep, so I chose to add journaling for 10 minutes to my bedtime routine. At first, I tried adding that activity after I finished reading, And as a result, I'd skip the journaling. Then I'd wake up in the middle of the night like I always did with a racing mind and an inability to get back to sleep. But instead of giving up on the new habit I wanted to form, I flipped that around and used reading as a reward for journaling. As a result, I was able to sleep more soundly because the journaling helped me clear out my thoughts. But what's most important to point out here is that I was creating a new habit loop and that... I used reading as a reward for journaling, and that's really important. I know I already said it, but I want to point it out again because rewards always work when in habit formation. So I think that is really brilliant. So use existing good habits to help you establish new good ones. Anything else? Just one more. There are going to be days when everything just seems to go wrong and you may fall back into an unwanted habit. Oh, yeah. Just because you create effective habits doesn't mean that those old ones don't come into play anymore. If those bad habits are well-established, they will pop up from time to time. It's true. You know, habits are difficult to change. But in those cases, when they pop up, the most decent thing you can do is acknowledge, forgive, and move on. Dwelling on any negative thoughts or feelings won't serve you. And they'll actually reinforce those old unwanted behaviors. You keep moving forward by saying, oopsie, and then promising yourself that you won't let it happen twice in a row. Because you don't want to start creating a new unwanted habit, right? Bingo. I'd like to leave you with this final thought. When it comes to forming good habits, it's not a matter of can or can't. It is a matter of will or won't. 
We all know you can do it, but will you? We sure hope so. Do you want to add anything, Megan? I like to add that you'll always be adjusting your habits. If there's one constant in life, it's change as much as I hate that. (laughs) So pay attention to habits that don't serve your needs any longer and replace them with new ones. Sometimes even a good habit isn't the right habit. That's so smart to point out. And that about wraps it up. If we helped you today, please let us know by leaving a positive rating or review. We appreciate your support so much. Visit MessyDeskPodcast.com for detailed show notes, links, and the transcript. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to the Messy Desk Podcast and leave us a review. We're interested in what you're interested in, so email us at MessyDeskPodcast at gmail.com with your topic suggestions and questions. And most importantly, stay messy, because that's where the growth, progress, and magic happen. Would not be hitting the snooze button but I sounded like I was from New Jersey but in, when I said, when I said welcome to you. It was My like New Jersey so accent. Close. Your New Jersey accent. You're getting closer. I'm rubbing off on you. The mechanics of Havel. Havel? What's Havel? Hmm. Interesting. Dwelling on egg, eggy?